0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Um, Today on the show, I've got hip hop artist Mike Kellogg. Uh, Let's go! what's good. His last project, Make This Last, came out last year, and uh, he's got some more music uh, coming on the way. And we're gonna talk all about his artistry and why he does all of it. So, thank you for being on the show.
1: Um, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Um, so, um, yeah. How I know that we we're just talking about this, but um, how's your day? For the sake of the show,
1: last uh, yeah, the day has definitely been a it's definitely been a struggle. Um, we put down our cat Pickles um, early last night, so he had sort of a tragic accident. He fell off our balcony and like busted a vertebrae in his back, so we had to put him down. But I actually just took my girlfriend and I to get matching little tattoos of
0: Pickles. Mm-hmm. Well, which is so in this memory. yeah, which is. Um,
1: I very, wish I could show the show, but yeah. it is. Uh, it's all wrapped up right now. Yeah,
0: which is. Um, I mean, it's really, like horrible, and I'm sorry that that happened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean. Mm-hmm. The pickle tattoo is pretty cool. That's fresh. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. and I mean it, that way, like, it's a good like symbolism of your cat, and mm-hmm. you know what he meant to you. But I
1: actually had my girlfriend blindfolded on the way; she had no idea. Really? Yeah. Then we just pulled up outside the tattoo shop, and like oh. I was like, "We're getting little pickles."
0: Oh, that's cute. <laughs> well. Um, uh well I hope that uh I've had a weird day too, so I hope that this will make us, you know, feel uh This is the balance feel better. Match, right? Yeah, exactly. This is the power hour. <laughs> so um so what we talk about, uh, on Mr. Guy, we examine love and fear through our passionate and creative minds. And um the first time I saw you, um I'm curious to hear this. It was uh it was when I interviewed you. Interviewed you for Breaking Entering. It was uh, oh, at company company. Break. That was
1: the first time, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And,
0: and, uh, was just excited to because I know you like um, weren't uh, doing as many shows for a while, but mm-hmm. that, but you're starting to get back into it a little bit. And um, I've since seen you. I saw you at the Loom release show uh, this past summer. That was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited to hear what you're working on now. So. Um, to start, uh, I'd love to hear, um, I guess like, uh, where did, so I want to take it back. Uh, where did you first start finding music as like a creative outlet for yourself, like growing up? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I was always, uh, I pretty much started being a fan of music just from my brother. Um, I have an older brother, he's three years older than me sure. um, and he was always kind of just like a music head he was like had the CDs when they came out and I was like the kid that just like would sneak into his room and try yeah. to absorb as much as I could before he got home you know yeah, so right.
0: yeah
1: um basically I just really gotten uh, addicted to listening to hip-hop at like a really young age like third grade I was Get rich or die trying. Um, ludicrous word of mouth. Yeah, um, right. Big timers, hood rich. Like the those were my three. Two thousands essentials. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, I fell in love with it since then. Mm-hmm. Um, then, as I grew older, uh, once I got into like freshman year of high school, I started getting into a slam poetry group. Okay. So I did slam poetry for like all four years of high school. We, I would like tour around and do shows and just do like school poetry stuff Um, and people told me I was really good at it so I just I kept going with that and uh, then like senior year high school there was a class that was introduced Um, I went to Madison West and they introduced a class called hip hop studies basically my entire senior year for the first hour of school I would go into school and just like make beats mm-hmm. and write songs and just like freestyle and like literally our final was just like write a song and perform it. Wow. It was so it was so dope. So amazing. yeah. That's so some creative writing shit. Mm-hmm. But on like a whole nother music level because I, I was already in a bunch of creative writing classes but this was like turning my spoken word into melody which I hadn't really done before yeah. up until that point. Um so yeah once they uh they set me up on the machine which is like a production MPC and that's what I still use to this day. Mm-hmm. Um and I just started teaching myself since then. Yeah. Um and I bought my first machine like right when I got out of high school. Um I wasn't releasing music at that point. I was mm-hmm. more just like trying to teach myself. I mean I knew I wanted to rap but like the production aspect of it is definitely something that I like focused on for years before I put out anything. Because I knew like if I was going to put something out like I wanted to produce it.
0: Yeah. Because
1: yeah. Back, back in that time it was like SoundClick rappers that were like you know you find beats on SoundClick or on YouTube and just record over them but excuse me I just thought that the beats that I was finding just weren't Portraying like the sound that I wanted to,
0: mm-hmm. to make. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, after uh, after high school, I moved to Colorado. I lived up in Breckenridge, Colorado, sure. for like yeah. two and a half years. It's just uh, like a ski bum up there, and yeah. I worked every day trying to teach myself how to play machine. Oh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Well, uh, yeah, and then I um, once. I, I kind of just like had like a, a moment in Colorado where because I had I moved away from like all my friends and family and yeah I sort of had a moment that was like well if I want to pursue music like I was like 20 at the time I was like I gotta do it now mm-hmm. and yeah. I like I gotta I gotta grab life by the balls and go get to it <laughs> yeah. so right. um, yeah I ended up moving back to um, Wisconsin came to Milwaukee to uh, my friend Damian Blue, he had a sure. room. He yeah. had a room for me. He lived with um, Sam Ahmed Webster X at the time. Oh, dope! Yeah. So I moved in with him in Webster, and like nice. it was just like <sighs> I was like,
0: "Damn, this is where I'm meant to be." Yeah, that's awesome. So, and what what year did you move back to Wisconsin?
1: Um, that would have been like 2013,
0: okay. 2014. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's that's dope. Um, so yeah. it it kind of started as like. So that class clearly was like a very like um, big, like a pivotal like segue into you like finding this is like... Most definitely. I
1: don't know if I would have ever really gotten as much into it, especially on the production side, if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Yeah, like I was really encouraged to just like, you know, I, I could just every day of the whole year I was working on beats and like... You can't ask for anything more than that, especially in school. Like, I was at a time where I hated school. Like, oh, yeah. But that, like, just starting the day out like that is like, well, this is dope. Like, I'm not mad at coming to school if this is what I can right, do. Right, yeah. Alongside other choir and music classes. And mm-hmm. just, like, doing the arts definitely just inspired me. I was a theater kid. Yeah, for sure. So,
0: yeah. yeah. And that... Being, like, doing something in the arts like that makes it, you know, like, by all means, like, there's still a lot to learn, but it does make it easier to be, to pick up, you know, different mediums of art, mm-hmm. uh, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, with, like, already having a background in something like that.
1: Well, yeah, and it also makes it easier to have, like, an appreciation for all the different branches of it all and sort of yeah, use it to your own creativity. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, when, uh, so, um, when you, so were you like, so when you were in Colorado, you were mostly working and producing and stuff. (laughs) I was mostly skiing. Yeah. I I was a ski bum. That's a thing to do out there, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I was skiing. I was growing weed and just like fucking off. I I mean, I was 18 and I knew I didn't want to go to college. I just kind of wanted to ski and like, see what life was like and Mm. i didn't know anybody out there so i just packed up my van and just moved out there i would never been there before either yeah so i just sort of take a step i was just like well i'm gonna go on an adventure um i mean in the process i was making beats every night like trying to but i also thought they were all trash i was like "Yeah." yeah um then i ended up uh, tearing my ACL in um, Colorado skiing, so Damn. I sort of had to step back from like that extreme sports yeah, lifestyle. The slopes. Yeah, but that helped me harness in on like music, mm-hmm. and kind of gave me the realization that like, well, maybe I don't need to be like out there risking my body. I can just like do what I love yeah, here. For yeah, for sure.
0: Um, yeah, so. What um, enticed you to move back to Wisconsin?
1: Um, Aside from hurting myself, it was really just like a realization that like, I was like 19 years old and I was living with a bunch of 30 plus year olds. And I was just like, I just felt, I kind of saw that they were just sort of they knew that they were gonna stay out there and snowboard and grow weed for the rest of their life. Yeah, right. And I was like, I you can only chase a music dream for so long, you mm-hmm. know, like, and it's got to be when you're young. Yeah. For sure. Uh So it's like, well, shit, if this music music doesn't work, I'll I'll go back to Colorado in ten years, and I can always
0: pick that back. Pick
1: up. that back up. But it's like, if you want to actually chase something you love, then you gotta you gotta do it.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, when was, uh, like, when were your first shows out here? First shows
1: were more just like me accompanying Webster. Um, oh, yeah. cause he kind of had like a little ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The first time I ever recorded in like a real studio was a feature I did on the Desperate Youth Project um, Cream City. Yeah, Um, and then that sort of just like I Got in the studio for the first time and I was just like wow. This is amazing um And that was like one of my first real like ever recorded songs Um, so web kind of set me up with that like yeah like you can really do
0: this and Big shout out Webb. Yeah
1: for sure.
0: <laughs> real real dude.
1: Um, so yeah it, it was mostly just started with playing shows with him um, even just, just popping out for one song um, and doing that um, were my first few Milwaukee shows. I can't necessarily remember my first first one but like my first big ones with Webb would have been like playing our song opening for Riff Raff at the Rave mm-hmm. Um, we also played uh, Cream City opening up for Atmosphere at FreakFest. Cool. Um, so it's really dope. I guess FreakFest was like that first show that I really like remember. Um, and it's kind of come full circle because me and him have our own sets opening right. for Lil Yachty this year um, this on awesome. the main stage. So I feel like it's just been like a...
0: A meant to be type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. When, uh, yeah, actually I met Riff Raff once. Really? Yeah. I was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I met him when I was working work tour in like 2015. I used to work at a concert venue back in Illinois. Like I did like security. Okay. Um, and I remember he like-, like in Chicago? Tinley Park. Oh, okay. uh, the south Side. Yeah. But, um, he did like a little set and he had a he was in a tent, um with it was like a bright like neon tent with like a pink donut on top of it. Uh it was just super Riff was? Yeah, super goofy. But mm-hmm. I was like, dude, he's in there. I need to like I like I gotta meet Riff. You mm-hmm. know, I like, I so um on my break, like, I remember um like going in line and like got to take a picture with him i didn't get to talk to him or anything i just went in there posed for a picture (laughs) and then walked out but
1: actually when we when web opened for riff and we're at the show like we're backstage at the rave and we're obviously in like totally separate sections from like where him and his posse was but um chanel west coast was like the direct opener on his whole tour sure and i was like I need to meet Chanel West Coast. Yeah. And everyone else was kind of just like, kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like three friends, I was like, we're we're going in, in there. So we kind of like snooped our way around in the back. Mm-hmm. We popped into her dressing room, and she was like looking over some photos and stuff. And we're all just kind of standing there like in the doorway. And then every, no one was going to say anything. And I was like, hey Chanel, how's it going? And she was just like looked up like, Really <laughs> and, like, came over and set it up. It was when like she was popping on like yeah. Fantasy Factory oh, and yeah, shit like sure. that. So that yeah, was funny. That was a definitely definitely a memory.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, that's awesome. So um, yeah, like uh, so was Breakfast sort of like a project where everything was it a sort of like that kind of thing of like all the songs you had written up to that point that like you wanted to put on a project were like. You know this was your way of doing that sort of thing I actually had no idea I was gonna make a project
1: um, I the first song I ever recorded solo was breakfast okay um and that was more of like an experiment within itself like I had never recorded the song on my own mm. um, so then like that week that I recorded breakfast like all of my friends were singing it like oh, every sucks. day just like I wake up and my roommates are just like singing it around the house mm-hmm. and then it started to feel like more of like a a, a movement oh, I was yeah. like oh okay right. word totally like I sort of have to embrace this song yeah. That
0: would be affirming for sure yeah
1: and then I just started to like sort of build a sound around that song Um, and once I had, like, four or five songs, I was just like, okay, well, this is Breakfast the album now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just made sense that being my first project, like, with my last name being Kellogg, like, breakfast is a staple in my life. Like, it
0: always has been. One of my best friends actually has the last name Kellogg. Really? It's Jordan Kellogg. Oh, I think I know him. Yeah, he's, uh... Wait, did he go to Tulsa East? No, no. He, um... He went to UWM. He's from Stevens Point. Oh, okay. But, um... I feel yeah, like I know him for some reason. Could be. Could be. Maybe you know, we're just, like, Facebook friends or something. That shit. probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He was one of my uh, buddies that, um, that ran the recording studio. Um, oh, okay. Like, on the east side, like, two years ago. But, Word. But anyway, um... Yeah, um... Well, I definitely liked... Yeah, I liked your project a lot. Um... And then... Yeah, it seemed like you... You were... Perform like it looked like you were performing a lot between here and Madison. So, how would you describe like I guess the difference in like Madison's creative scene with Milwaukee's? Like I guess like how are they alike? How are they different? Like how are the vibes?
1: Well, I grew up 18 years in Madison, Um, and Madison for me is just like I feel it's a it's an amazing place to grow up. But deep down, it's like. You got to get out of there. Um, That's just my opinion. I just think um, it's a real college town. And I feel like the people that are still there are sucked into, like, this same day-to-day lifestyle that they can't break out of, which is just, like drinking at the same bars with the same people doing the same stuff that they've been doing since high school for sure um so like life-wise it's an awesome place to go but I feel like it you get stuck into like a cycle
0: of like temptation yeah it's sort of like that Big Ten paradigm yeah I feel like a lot of Big Ten towns. Are like yeah
1: like you're living the college lifestyle like even when you're done with college you know and um, that was something that I definitely wanted to break through from seeing like my brother's older friends getting caught up in that same just cycle yeah um and musically i feel like in my experience like the shows there are kind of revolve around the bar and liquor scene mm-hmm. which yeah. is like you can have a show in milwaukee at like 8 p.m. and like people will be there yeah cuz like they're i feel like they have more of a like a love for art and music here when it's like if you have a show in Madison at 8 p.m., like, they're just getting to the bar they want to pregame at at 8 p.m. Yeah, right. And then <laughs> you're lucky if they're showing up to the show at, like, 10.30. Mm-hmm. Because it all is sort of more focused on, like, the drinking culture. Not that Milwaukee's not. Um, it definitely has right. its fair share of I feel of like that, people
0: just, like, their, their destination ultimately is, like... It's to go out and do something fun. I mean, mm-hmm. by all means, there's people that do just sort of, like, drink and bar hop and party and stuff yeah. here in Milwaukee, like Madison. Totally. But but here, I think people are a lot more, like, um, they're inclined to, like, be at the show, and, like, that's the thing they're doing. Yeah. Like, that's their destination, and, like, they don't care about, I feel like. It's more of a party in Madison. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here, like, the shows can be more, like, party-esque rather than, like, um, rather than... It's like you're you're going to a bar and, like, that's where you're having most of your fun and then the show is sort of secondary where mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like Madison. Whereas in Milwaukee, like, you know... People really hype up those they shows. They want to go and, to the show. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like their like focal point of the mm-hmm. night for sure.
1: Yeah, so I, th- I think that's the main difference mm-hmm. in my eyes.
0: That make, that would make sense. Yeah. Um. Not to mention, ma- like I mean, by all means, there's great artists out coming out of Madison and like really cool venues too. Mm-hmm. But Milwaukee, like, it helps because it doesn't have that like college town atmosphere. Even exactly. though there are colleges here, like the colleges don't make the city like a cultural right. like center. It's just like the city itself and what we have here and like being on, especially being by the, the lake, like that mm-hmm. helps too.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to offer here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, how do you feel like you like personally grew um, with your Make This Last project that came out last year from your debut?
1: Um, I just feel like I more fell into my voice Um, you can you can obviously hear the difference in just the way that I sing Um, it just like I was just teaching myself how to sing like when I was when I dropped breakfast and now I you can hear like a, a confidence in my voice that definitely allows me to just like Sing with more of like something that's in my chest, you know, and really like feel what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like how my sound has evolved being the main like the solo producer of the projects is like My production is always gonna get better um, as it goes on Um, But yeah, I, I really try to stick like Breakfast sort of shaped my sound in a way like sonically, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of how My delivery has
0: changed. I yeah, that's it. Yeah, for sure that yeah, that makes sense um, which definitely comes naturally as you Kind of are finding your pattern with mm-hmm. like how you're going about the music and like um, You know when you inwardly think about why you're doing it or like how experiences and life events, like, you know, like uh, how you apply them to your artistry, I would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah, Yeah, uh, so you also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to your band, Uh, you got John Lenz on guitar. Shout-out John. Uh, Jake
1: Diaz on the
0: drums. Jake Diaz on the drums. And then uh, Raya Rivera. Uh, On the band vocals, back vocals. Um, and uh, I love my band. You guys, yeah, you guys are, you guys are a party. Yeah, uh, the, the band
1: definitely was kind of just like, it kind of fell into my hands. Uh, I guess just this year. <laughs> um, earlier this year, I moved into a music studio which is above company, company brewing. brewing. Right. Um, And then there's two other studios up there. Yeah. And at the time, like, Jake was bartending downstairs. Sure. And John was in Studio B right next door. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't know either of them. Um, I didn't even really know Raya. Like, I knew of her. Like, we had maybe hung out once with a mutual friend. But we didn't really know each other like that. Um, And then I just started kind of getting this idea in my head like being in the space and like you go to the studio space and like i could hear john playing guitar through the wall mm-hmm. so i just started walking over there and talking to him yeah and then we kind of developed just like a friendly relationship i would go downstairs get a drink from jake he's talking about how he's a drummer and that wow. he, yeah that he was already part of the studio upstairs too mm-hmm. Um, so it just made sense. It was just like, well, yeah, let's all play together. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's like everyone kind of all like being in the same vicinity sort of just you all just kind of like came together. Yeah, if it wasn't for me
1: moving into that studio, I would have never, I probably still wouldn't have a band.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, like, uh, so... Do you do all your shows with them now?
1: Uh, Yes, for, yeah, I do. Um, for the most part, I have a show coming up that like the headliner has a band, they don't want like a band as the opener. So I'm gonna do like, I'll still play like solo shows, but mm. the band just brings another whole liveliness to the set that, yeah. you know, when you hear someone rap over beats, it's like, it can only be so cool right Um, but when there's other artists up there performing with you it's like the crowd has something interesting to look at like when I go to shows and attend shows like I find myself like you know I'm there to see the artist but I find myself like holy shit I love the drummer like or the guitarist or something like that and I find myself at the show just like staring at them you know Mm -hmm. what I mean more than the artist yeah yeah it's just visually more entertaining and more interesting to
0: have multiple pieces up there. You know? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of your new music, uh, I'd love to hear what you're working on. I, I know you're coming out uh, with, with a song with uh, Sean Sassone soon?
1: Uh, yeah, that'll be pretty soon. That's in the works.
0: Um, it's really good. I, I did hear a... Uh, you heard it? I heard it, yeah, when he was here the other day. Need You? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Nice. I really like it a lot. Thanks. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So, so yeah. Me out. and Sean work a lot. Like before I dropped, make this last. I put out five singles. Sean was on every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, just as like backing vocals, and he did some choruses, and like helped with production. And he's an amazing artist. We do have a track coming out. No like set date right now but actually a week from tomorrow I have a song coming out called Ambition that I'm really excited about. Nice. cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I have a bunch of new music in the works. Um, I do have a project with Raya uh, that we're awesome. working on right now, that was, that's been really fun to make, it's sort of a, um, it's really jazz inspired. Oh, cool so yeah one of my good buddies Sam he's a guitar major at UWM jazz guitar sure and uh, he did he just laid down like a bunch of jazz guitar samples for me at the studio I recorded them all and just sort of started curating beats and songs off those guitar samples nice. So all the tracks that I have with Raya are on like Sam guitar. And that really makes them very cohesive like yeah. they just like flow right into one another oh, so That's awesome Yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll play you some after this
0: interview because those have been super duper fun to make Sweet, yeah, fantastic, um, we'd love to see it um, Yeah, like in terms of like your songwriting like I like guess Do you have like recurring like motifs you're working with right now or like in terms of like subject matter like I guess um, What's on your mind when you're writing your songs?
1: um man inspiration can come at any time Uh, a lot of times I mean a lot of times I just write a song to no beat or I just start with an idea in my head whether I'm just like in the shower or going to bed like I've woke up out of sleep and wrote like lyrics like
0: yeah
1: and uh, then when I have like an idea like a lot of times I'll just write like a chorus type idea um, and then once I start working on a beat, like I just sort of work that idea into, into various beats. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times, if you look at like my catalog that is like mine on my computer, like I have the same song to maybe like two or three different beats.
0: Oh wow, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah,
1: like it's, it, I, because I, I feel like the song, I could spit in itself like acapella, I try to find the best fit for it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I'll have a song that's like done and then I'll hear a, a different beat that I'm working on and I'll go, wait, start spitting that song that's done to this beat and I'll be mm-hmm. like, "Well, this works a lot better. Oh, wow. So then I'll re-record it on a new song. It's kind of all just an experiment. Yeah, well. Wow. Um, but I'm not the type to just like hear a beat and sit down and write a whole song, like rarely. Um, a lot of times it's just like notes that are in my phone, sort of piecing it together and weaving it into yeah. the beat and making it just like give it the best fit.
0: Notes on the phone, that's a powerful function. <laughs> my phone notes are, you could scroll right. all day. My life like revolves around my, the notes in my phone. I,
1: I had know. a heart attack when my phone got stolen. Okay. And bro- yeah, I, I thought I lost all my notes. Um... Which would just literally be Crush, treacherous.
0: Yeah. Were they backed up though? They were backed okay, up. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Shouts out the cloud. Yes, for real. Um, yeah, I agree though. Like, if, because, um, like, like. All my, like, show schedules are all on my phone. All of the... My list of movies I need to watch. Mm -hmm. My list of restaurants I need to go to. My list of music. I got those lists, too, man. All on the phone. It's... Yeah, like, it just becomes... Especially when you're a real, like, go-getter and you just really want the human experience and, and, you know, as much... Soak up as much of it as you can. like, you know, our mind just doesn't really have the capacity to, like, remember to do everything in the day so yeah I like I'm uh, I'm a firm believer in the the, the making notes and just keeping uh, keeping a planner of at all times totally you know
1: mm-hmm yeah the notes yeah I just if, even if it's anything like anything I I try like earlier in my career like I would I would think of a line or something and be like oh this is a dope line like I'll probably remember this. Yeah. No. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and, uh, so then I like, I wouldn't open up the phone, you know, unless I had like a song. And it's like now, I can think of one line that doesn't even rhyme with anything. Like just Mm -hmm. simply one line, and it's like, well, I'm gonna write this down. Right. it might, you know, when I hear a beat
0: and go back and I look at that line, it might spark a whole song. Totally. So, I've thought of s- starting to do that too. I'll get, like, random ideas where I'm like, like I don't even make music, but mm-hmm. I get, like, random thoughts where, like, I'm like, that'd be a cool, like, album title. Or mm-hmm. a title of some project or something. It
1: almost seems silly, like, writing something in the notes that's, like, so simple and minimal,
0: but yeah. then, like, When you go back on it, you can build off of it. Oh, right, Mm. yeah. And it's, like, those ideas that, like, I think would be the cool title for something. It's, like, it doesn't have to be, like, you know, an album. Like, you know, it it can be just a name for something that, you know, maybe maybe it could be a a caption for a picture on Instagram or something. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I like to think that, like, um, you know, you can't really, like, brainstorm, like, a good thought. It just kind of has to, like, occur to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, hey, do you have any shows coming up? I have two shows coming up.
1: They're both in Madison. Um, So I'm going to be opening for this kid. uh, Kid Quill is actually his name. Um, He's really dope. He just dropped a project. He's doing a tour right now. So I'm opening at the uh, High Noon Saloon for him on the 16th. Dope. And then... Ten days after that, will be uh, Freak Fest, awesome. Madison, main stage. My first time like playing my music yeah. on the main stage. Fuck oh, yeah! I'm super. I'm it's I'm yeah. Amazing, guests. yeah. And the band will be right there with me. Perfect. That, that would be glorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be amazing. Totally. When I was a kid, like I would go to. Fr- when I was a kid, Freak Fest, like it was a riot, like mm. a legit ass riot, like breaking the windows of businesses and like lighting trees on fire and like hundreds of arrests and it was like it was crazy um and it's much more like maintained for like fun
0: now yeah i only went to freak fest freshman year of college and i had mono so I didn't even oh, have wow. I didn't even have a good time. You're miserable. Was, it was awful. Yeah. I was dressed as a beer bottle. Oh god. <laughs> like and I, there were like five other people that saw with the same costume as me. It was mm-hmm. just like a Halloween Express type thing. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but this year would be um, Are you going to go this year? I'm hoping to. Yeah. Uh as long as I can like get a ride There's out there. There's tons good acts. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like All right, Mike Kellogg. Ben right here, to man. Oh man, Carson. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, he said that. I said the government name. <laughs> he
1: said that. That's actually my middle name. My really? first name is Michael.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, well. Mike Kellogg, there you go. Wow, holy fuck. <laughs> that's,
1: uh, that, uh, <laughs> th-
0: that's amazing, okay? I yeah. didn't know that.
1: I just always went by my middle name, sure. um, but yeah, on stage I sort of take the first name.
0: Valid, okay, for sure. Well, well, uh. Mr. Kellogg, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night.
1: Oh, I am up at night regardless. I don't sleep at night. Um, Um, I'm
0: nocturnal. You're a nighthawk. I'm a nighthawk.
1: I'm that one bedroom in the street that still has his light on all night. Oh, right. That, That guy. So that's an easy question. I'm just... Up at night. Um, what keeps me up in the daytime would be oh, a right. better
0: question. Oh, <laughs> I know that uh, company brewing's keeping you up uh, yeah. during the day, probably. Most definitely. <laughs> Got the loud, drunk River Westers. That's right. But, no, um, yeah, that's dope, though. Um, what uh, puts you to sleep, though?
1: Oh, um... Definitely just, like, snuggles with my new puppy.
0: With well, the new pup. Yeah. Shout out the new pup. New puppy, Indy. Indy? That's my, that's my baby. Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> well, good shit, man. Um, thank you for being on the show. Much um, love. I'll be, uh... Mr. Nice Guy, tune in! <whistles> and And uh, I'll be uh, posting the links to his music and everything, and uh, catch a show of his. It's a really good time. It's a lot of fun. Come through. It's live. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Oh.